Welcome to the third and final hour of the Talking Point. We are on SFM 104 to 107 Nationwide. That magical piece from uh, the voice and uh, horn of Mandisik Yankees, it's called Molo Sisi. So we are shifting gear because uh, our next guest says that every time he starts locating spontaneously under, I mean, every time a heart starts beating spontaneously under his fingers after an operation, it is as if in that moment he, na- he can observe the absolute miracle of creation. And uh, he wishes to share this miracle with children, though, who need life-saving surgeries by raising fund through a musical project. The project is called Sacred Heart, and through his, his work at Young Hearts Africa, he's collaborated with, for example, the likes of Brian May of the rock band Queen and Etta Cross and Katleho Maboe. Dr. Willem Lichtenberg is is a doctor, yes, a cardiothoracic uh, surgeon and founder of Young Hearts Africa. But even interestingly to us, Dr. Vellum is also a classical singer who then uses his voice to do the singing and raise these funds for kids who need the surgery that he does. Dr. Vellum, good morning. Uh, Happy New Year. Thank you for your time. Good morning, KG. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you. So you went to medical school where? In Bloemfontein at the University of the Free State. So what did you study and why? Well, uh, as you said, I went to medical school to study medicine. I always wanted to be a doctor. And it was also something which had pretty much been laid in my crib because my father had wanted to be a doctor and wasn't granted the opportunity and his father before him. So I studied medicine undergrad in Bloemfontein, and then I worked in the ICU at the Bloemfontein Complex of Academic Hospitals for two years, and then I relocated to Cape Town and came to specialize in cardiothoracic surgery here. And then how does the singing part come into being? Because that already sounds to me like you would have your hands full doing that kind of work. (laughs) Yeah, it's. Um, I had a, a childhood dream of being an opera singer, in fact. And uh, thanks to my father that I went on to study medicine, which was, of course, the right choice. But um, I've always loved music. It's been a big part of my life since I can remember. And um, at, about, I think, about seven years ago, I decided to just indulge myself in that passion for music and started taking some informal singing lessons. And the whole thing took on a life of its own. So how do you even uh, figure out that actually the voice is good enough for you to even do something with? Because at this point, you have a qualification, and I'm assuming everything is going well with the work that you chose as a cardiothoracic surgeon. But then how do you know that maybe this voice is something that you can use for something even bigger than yourself? Um. Sure, a lot of questions in there. <laughs> Look, I <clears throat> I practice medicine and that's my first love. I absolutely love what I do. I wouldn't want to do anything else. The music is a hobby and I just go on what other people tell me. I have a singing teacher from school who always, she actually was the one who wanted to encourage me to, to become an opera singer and I'm still in contact with her now almost 40 years later. And um, the reason why I decided to do something with with my voice is 
I was singing the church service, and the organist at the church came to me afterwards and said to me, look, he's a, a music producer who has his own recording studio, <clears throat> and uh, that's what he does for a living, and he wanted me to come and record an album in his studio. And he convinced me that it's worth worth it because he's heard many voices given his profession, and he thinks I can do something with my voice. And I just I, I went on that. And fortunately, the album did very well, and we've managed to now record a second album. And um, I've had very good feedback, so uh, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Uh, The next question, uh, Dr. Vellum, is opera. What was opera's appeal to you as a genre of music? Um, My father was a great lover of classical music. Hmm. And it was always part of the household. And I, I loved the sound of the human voice. Um, I can't really put my finger on, on, on that question. I, I, I love all forms of classical music and opera as a, as, as a spectacle and as an experience in the theater and to be able to sing and act at the same time um, in foreign languages is just something which fascinates me. So then we move to you, uh, you know, singing, everything is flowing nicely, but then I suppose through the work that you do as a surgeon, you discover that uh, for some of your patients, it's an extremely expensive exercise for them to undergo this surgery. And you decide to form Young, you decide to form, uh, Young Hearts Africa to raise funds for these kids. That's right. You know, if I tell you that uh, cardiovascular disease is the greatest uh, cause of loss of life worldwide, and there are in the region of about 12,000 children born per year in South Africa with heart defects, um, about a third of them need an operation and can be helped by having an operation and they can have a normal life. The problem is that the public health care system in South Africa is completely on its knees, as we know. A heart operation costs in the region of 250,000 rand. Now, only 15% of the population have medical insurance. Um, and unless your name is Johan Rupert or Patrice Mutsepe, you can't afford to pay mm. cash for an operation like that. Mm. And because the public health care system is on its knees, we operate only about a thousand to a thousand two hundred children per year. In other words, more than three thousand children per year who need an operation die because they can't have the operation. Hmm. Now that 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 is just a, 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 a human disaster on the scale that that one can hardly fathom. But because there is capacity in certain institutions to do more, there just aren't any funds because it's all disappeared around down the black hole. Um, and that's why I decided to try and do something to try and help some of these children. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a long-term plan. My plan is to raise enough money to operate at least 1,000 children in the next five years, extra over and above what is being done, to drop in the ocean, but it's better than nothing. And um, hopefully to expand that then in the long term. So, I mean, so far, uh, in terms of the work that you've done for Young Hearts Africa, how many uh, kids have you been able to help up to now with those operations? 
We've done five operations so far at the Red Cross Children's Hospital in Cape Town. That's about a and million rand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Fortunately, thanks to the existing infrastructure, um, we can cut the budget and make it a little bit more affordable Mm. so that we can stretch the money that we've raised. We have a program now and we've raised enough funds to be able to operate one child per week for the next foreseeable um, number of months. And Mm. we hope to keep on raising money so that that can become a permanent fixture. Mm -hmm. At the moment, we're limited... Sorry, at no, the moment we're limited by by the fund and by the capacity, and we're only working at the Red Cross Children's Hospital at the moment. But as I say, we're hoping to expand that to to other centres as well once the funds become available. It, the advantage of that is of also of doing it in a in a training hospital, in a government hospital, is it's not just the child's life that is saved. You also have the capacity to train and teach people to do this sort of highly highly specialised work. And you also create additional um, employment for nursing staff, for clerical staff at the hospital. And it, so it has a knock-on effect. The, the, the positive spin-offs of this program are so, so many, other than the most important thing being, being the child, saving a child's life. Yeah, it's amazing. So then you end up, uh, you know, recording albums and things now, and then you end up collaborating on a song with Brian May of the rock band Queen. Do you want to talk about that a bit and what song that was? Oh, yes, that was a magnificent experience. And I hasten to add, he's now, as of yesterday, Sir Brian May. He's been honoured on the King's uh, honours list, so he's been knighted. And now when I speak to him, I have to call him Sir Brian as opposed to Brian. We chose the the Queen song, Who Wants to Live Forever, which Mm. Brian May wrote Mm. in 1984. And I chose that song because it's a wonderful metaphor for me, for a legacy. You know, none of us can live forever. But if we work at it, we can create something which can exist long beyond the time that we're already gone and can, can benefit others. And so we took that song and we re arranged it. Rian Stein is the musical genius behind all of this. He's the organist. He's the man who has the studio who gave me the break. He is a magnificent musician. I would say I think the inside of his head must be a beautiful place. He rearranged the song with uh, for <clears throat> more than one voice and with a distinct African flavor to it. We involved the Soweto Gospel Choir in the recording. And then I thought, you know, Madiba always said, it always seems impossible until it's done. Mm. And if you don't ask the question, the question, the answer is always no. So I took a chance and I approached Sir Brian and told him the story, why we're doing the song. And, and he loved the idea and agreed to collaborate. So he did his bit of the recording and Kerry Ellis is a woman that he works with. She's a very well-known Broadway and, and London West End singer and actress and uh, we recorded the song together with as i said the the soweto gospel choir mm. and brian um, sent us video footage which we included in the video of the song that we made and he also did the um, intro video the call to action mm. to tell the story about the foundation and that's done very very well for us uh, and it's 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 what we need you see the music is the medium to create the awareness and to spread the word and tell the story. And having a high-profile person like him was, of course, an absolute 
stroke of great fortune. So speaking of high-profile people, you also have two rugby giants as ambassadors for uh, for the, uh, what's your organization called again? Why am I forgetting it now? It's uh, uh, Living for Hope. What is it? Uh, no, Young Hearts Africa. Young Hearts Africa. I'm so sorry. But then you collaborated with um, two rugby giants who ended up being uh, ambassadors for Young Hearts for Africa, Kone Kriche, John Smith. How did that end up happening and how is that going for Young Hearts Africa? Well, Kone uh, and John are people that I met through mutual acquaintances, um, and they suggest these acquaintances suggested that I approach them because they both um, are very chari- charity-minded, if I can put it that way. They both have charities of their own. John has a charity called Barney's Army. Uh, Corne has a charity for for kids to teach them to surf and 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 supply them with with the necessary equipment here in Cape Town. And again. You know, having healthy sports stars like that who obviously look after their health and look after their um, state of well-being to tell the story of how, as children grow older, to teach them also. That's another arm of the program which we're going to develop is how to teach young children how to take care of their health so that they don't develop heart disease in a later, at a later age. Um, and as I say, you know, I told you... The, the figures of children who, who die of heart disease every year. Nobody really knows those figures. Mm. So for people to become aware of the fact that there is a charity that can help these children, one needs to spread the word far and wide, and one needs high-profile people who have been following on social media and publicly to help you do that. Um, we are also now, in the coming year, going to involve your namesake, mm. uh, KG he's agreed to come on board and help us to mm. spread the word as well and help us raise funds, which we're very excited about. He's such a wonderful young man and such an inspiration and such a great example. Yeah. So then let's talk about, I think, the album that ultimately got us to even have this uh, necessary conversation, the album Sacred Heart, right? Um, you know, how do you choose songs? Because I suppose I get uh, the importance of the message, but there's many, you know, s- songs that talk to a similar message of giving and what have you. How do you decide on the repertoire? And, uh, you know, uh, how do you find ways to put the album together? So the repertoire was based on the fact that um, church music and spiritual music was very much a part of my growing up. I always sang in the church choir, played in the church orchestra. We were, were a very small Lutheran community in Bloemfontein, but there some magnificently talented musicians as part of the congregation. And it's always been something which is very meaningful to me. And I think it also... If one is aware that everything we have is by grace and fortune, and and it, the, the 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 music I chose on the album are melodies that that I've loved, that I've grown up with, or that I've grown to love during the um, over the years, and they all convey the same message. Each song was chosen with a lot of cons- consideration, a lot of thought. There's a story uh, attached to virtually every one of them, and. Um, it, Rian and I sat down and we chose the repertoire together. He's also a, very, a deeply spiritual person, and it's it, it is really a labor of love. But and we we chose it with a specific 
with uh, with a specific South African influence. I we say the album is an album by South Africans for South Africans. You'll see the collaborators are many, um, but it, and we have such a vast pool of musical talent in this country to draw on. So we were very fortunate that the people who agreed to collaborate with us actually made this album what it is. It's something we're quite proud of. And we hope it will help us serve the purpose that it was recorded for. Yeah, the, it was quite interesting uh, for me to also read that you recorded some of the th- the songs with <laughs> some of the songs. Excuse me, with your twenty year old daughter Maria. Yes, yes, How- that was that was very very special. She sings incredibly well. She has a beautiful voice, and um, I think the two songs which I recorded with her suit our voices we we the, the ensemble of the two voices work very well the one the the bach um composition was a favorite of my father's it was a favorite of my mother's um in fact i sang it for my mother at her funeral so and i dedicated the song to my father so there's a that's the story behind that there's a very strong family connection then very special yeah so you also you got the help of your colleague Dr. Maria Stein to compose a unique Afrikaans text for the Ave Maria, which is modelled on the intermezzo from the opera uh, Cavalleria Rusticana. Do you want to talk about that? Maurice is is another incredibly talented and very very special man, and he has a command of language which is quite astounding. And because we wanted to give the album a distinct South African feeling, as I explained just now, um, I said to Morris, let's take a, a, a well-known melody with, with, with a beautiful Italian, existing Italian text and add some South African flavor to it. And Morris sat down and wrote the most amazing Afrikaans text. And then we recorded this with Brittany Smith singing the original Italian and I sing the, I sing the Afrikaans. And it works very, very well. You know, someone like Andrea Bocelli has done that sort of thing with Italian and English with people that he sings with. Um, and I just, yes, I, I stole that idea from him. We did it with Afrikaans. And um, I, I think it works very well. So Rian also allowed you the space to collaborate uh, with, uh, for example, the Cape Philharmonic Orchestra, the Tigerberg Children's Choir, the South African Youth Choir, the Soweto Gospel Choir, the Bloemfontein Male Choir, and the Cape Welsh Choir. That's big. Yes. Um, as I said, we tried to draw as widely as we possibly could on the on the, the, the wealth of musical talent we have in this country. And we chose the choir specifically for the various tracks. And again, we're just incredibly grateful that people agreed to collaborate with us to make the album what it is. Um, the uh, One of my favorite hymns of all time is Guide Me, O Thou, Gu- Guide Me, o Thou Great Redeemer which is originally a Welsh and um, Welsh hymn. And we, when I sang the Welsh national anthem at the Rugby International between South Africa and Wales here in Cape Town in July, I had to sing it in Welsh. And I found a gentleman by the name of Yanto Jones, who lives in, in, in uh, Cape Town. He's 80 years old. He's lived in South Africa for 40 years, but he still sounds exactly like Nigel Owens. 
he helped me with the correct pronunciation of the of the Welsh, and he sings in this Welsh choir, and it was just natural for us to involve them um, on the album, given that it is originally a Welsh uh, hymn as well. So they sing the third verse of the hymn in Welsh on the track. One of our listeners has sent us a voice note on Young Hearts Africa. Uh, Dr. Vellum, let's hear what they have to say. Hi, KG. It's Judy here. Thank you for the wonderful music yesterday and for this delightful story of young hearts with this doctor, what people are doing to make the world a better place. And we only think of the bad news. Fabulous. Thank you. So who should get your album, Dr. Vellum? Every single person in South Africa and the rest of the world. <laughs> I think I had a, you know, you reach for the stars, maybe you land on the roof kind of thing. I had a professor who always used to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anybody who enjoys music. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit of everything on it. It's There is classical music on it. There's some crossover tracks on it. There are some traditional South African songs on it. Um, the there were uh, two of the or four of the tracks. There were Sibongile Ngoma and Katlejo Mabue recorded with me. So it's and we think that it's um, it's uh, I don't really know what the collective noun is, but I think it's a very good mix. And there's something for every single South African and people beyond our borders on there as well. And it, we hope that the message we're trying to convey speaks to the people who listen to the music. It's available on all digital uh, streaming platforms. platforms, on iMusic, on Amazon Music, on Apple Music, on Spotify, on Deezer. And we've also uh, had some uh, CDs printed so that those of us who still listen to CDs for the quality can have it, and it's available via our website. And I urge people to to download it and to buy the CD because all the proceeds from the sales of the album go towards the foundation and to help these children. So, and all the proceeds, of course, as you said, go to Young Hearts Africa. We chose the song to round off our discussion with you, uh, Guide Me, O Thou Great Redeemer, of uh, the Sacred Heart album. I don't know if uh, you want to introduce it to our listeners and then uh, tell them uh, how they also can contribute to Young Hearts Africa uh, through the music and through any other project you may be working on for Young Hearts Africa. Thank you, KG. Yes, I think I've done the introduction to the hymn uh, by what I told you just now with mm. a Welsh link. Mm-hmm. Um, all the information is on our website, which is on www.youngheartsafrica.org. That's all one word. That's www.youngheartsafrica.org. And people can uh, access the music via there. They can donate every small little donation, no matter how small it is helps to fill the bucket, and I'd like to encourage people to consider for the price of, of a movie ticket or a hamburger at, at, at the spur, you can make a valuable contribution. That can all be done via our website. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Vellum, and all the best for 2023. And uh, I hope uh, you change those young children's lives with uh, the work that you do with Young Hearts Africa. And thank you for the music. Thank you, Dr. Vellum. Thank you very much and Happy New Year to you and to the listeners as well.